Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 2nd edition of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the issue of a league. The Court Report, brought to you by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League related, including scores, standings, and interesting topics covering all of your Yeshiva sports needs. If it interests you, it'll be here because this show is all about you. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg, W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is YLS Wise Guy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Or email me at Elliot at NachumSiegel.com. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, New York. This is their time of the year, being it's almost playoff time and all. If you've won an MYHSAL championship over the last 10 years, you already know about the great job that they do. Please contact Mike and his amazing staff at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Uh, they can be reached at 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, assistant coach of the Yeshiva Flatbush Falcons JV and varsity hockey teams, and co-coach of the Yeshiva Hartor Junior High Hockey Team. But most of all, like you, I'm a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week with you live from the press box at the NSN Arena in the heart of Brooklyn. Well, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and you know what that means. Yes, we are only an hour away from the awesome Kosher Halftime Show right here on the Nachum Siegel Network with Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock. If you're listening to this on the Tuesday Night Encore, uh, just lie to me and tell me that you're listening during the Super Bowl, please. Uh, I thank all of you for tuning into the Court Report, where we focus on the real athletes playing in New York and New Jersey, you know, the ones that do it for the love of the game and not the almighty paycheck, although I'm sure we've all dreamed at some point about how to make millions of dollars playing Yeshiva League hockey and basketball. The reality is that we'd play it anyway, whether for the pride or fitness or even just for the competition, really. Speaking of which, the competition really ramped up this week with several games deciding playoffs and others that set up deciding games to come this coming week. So let's jump right into it. So let's kick off with varsity hockey. Just to remind you of how the playoffs work in varsity hockey, the East and West work differently. In the East, the top six teams make it. The one and two seeds receive a first round bye. Three will host six, and four will host five. In the West, one, two, and three will get a bye. Four will host five. In the second round, the divisions will recede to one through four based on the seeds that win in the first round for the uh, for the East. It's a little complicated, but for the West it's fairly simple as the 4-5 winner will be the 4 seed and automatically face the East number 1 seed in an Olympic style format. That means that the East number 1 will face West number 4, West number 2 will face East number 3, West number 3 will face East number 2, and East number 4 will face West number 1. In the East, Hafter and DRS move ever closer to another end-of-season showdown to determine the, con- the conference champion. Uh, DRS upped their record to 11-2 on Thursday night with a 5-0 win over North Shore, while Hafter dominated Ramba made to 2 last night, uh, with Ari Barrett's netting 5 for the Hawks to keep ahead of DRS at 12-1. The two have already clinched first-round buys and will fight this week for the conference title and playoff seeding. For Rambam, the loss relegates them to the fourth seed, handing Flatbush the East number 3 seed. Rambam, that's 7-6, and six, finishes off their season Wednesday against North Shore, who is fighting to keep their playoff hopes alive. Other than the loss of DRS, North Shore pulled in two victories, taking a Solomon Schechter forfeit and a 12-2 victory over YDE on the week. First for Solomon Schechter, who dropped four on the week, their playoff hopes are done and at 1-10 are officially eliminated. 
Hank, a beneficiary of one of those losses today, defeating Solomon Schechter 4-1, have clinched a playoff berth at 5-8-1. So the final spot will come down to a race between North Shore and Mag and David. Mag and David currently sits at 5-9 with no games left on their schedule. North Shore at 4-7-1 has two games remaining, one with Rambam on Wednesday and a return game of sorts on, uh, on Thursday with Solomon Schechter. Should North Shore win one of those games, they will jump over Mag and David and into a tie with Hank and, by virtue of the season series, automatically gain the number 5 spot. Uh, should North Shore drop both, though, Hank will finish in the 5th spot with Mag and David taking 6th. Out West, the focus this week was on the battle for the last seed that occurred in SAR on Tuesday night. Having lost their last four after rallying off points in five straight games, SAR, once an apparent lock to make the postseason after a slow start, found themselves in trouble and in need of a victory against a team with a similar pattern in MTA. The Lions, put in a hole early on because of games that ended in ties and overtime losses, needed a ton of help and have the dominoes fall in the right direction. Uh, and leading up to this game, you know, things sort of had. So for SAR and MTA, this really was a winner-take-all battle. Uh, in the prior two games that they played, SAR jumped out on top first, and the trend continued here, as Jacob Unger scored the first goal, just as he had done in the previous two games, to put the sting up first midway through the second period. Uh, now the trend that would continue, though, giving it right back not too long after. MTA tied it up a bit later on a rebound shot by junior Ezra Quint to bring it to a 1-1 tie. So, for the drama lovers, going down to the final period of the deciding game, the atmosphere in NCR was electric as the third got underway. Both girlies made solid saves in the early minutes, but as the period hit the halfway mark, David Ort's wrister from the slot found its way past Gil Fortgang for a 2-1 MTA lead. Two minutes later, though, this thing returned the favor as Sefi Jonas scored on a shot that Eitan Shear, the goalie, initially saved, but trickled through into the net to make it 2-2 with five minutes to go. And it looked like we would be headed to overtime. Now, just to remind everyone, as we said last week, a tie and MTA would get a chance to knock this thing off with a win over JEC next week. Overtime looked to be in the future until with just about two minutes to go. Uh, Kiva Pudel took a shot from half court that found its way in to give MTA a 3-2 lead. Needing the win, SAR went for broke, pulling Fort Gang, a move that would backfire as Ort and MTA would add two more for the 5-2 victory, ending the Sting season at 5-8-0-1 as that sixth team in the West. For MTA, the playoffs were not a lock, though. For that, they needed help from Kushner and TABC against JEC, and they got just that with JEC dropping both 5-2 to Kushner and 3-0 to TABC. Effie Alman, Lewis Rees, and Ellie Schwartz scored goals for Kushner in their win. Shmuel Levy placed two, and Arie Peckett tallied one for the TABC victory. In a twist, both winners ended up facing each other uh, last night. TABC would also pick up a 4-1 victory over Kushner to up their record to 10-2. and Peckett scored twice, and with Levy and Alex Malik adding one each, Yosef uh, Naor assisted on all four TABC goals. Schwartz scored for Kushner in the loss. So, for the West, the playoff picture is mostly done. Frisch and TABC are the top two seeds, and will battle Thursday night for the division crown. Remember, TABC needs to win, having lost their last meeting, uh, in order to force a coin flip, assuming both teams have the same result against Kushner this week. Otherwise, Frisch walks away the division champion and the one seed. At the bottom, MTA is the five seed, because even with a win over JEC, while it will tie them with Kushner in points, Kushner will have seven wins to MTA's five, so they will travel uh, either way, either to face uh, Ramaz or Kushner. If Kushner picks up a win in their last two games against Frisch or TABC, Kushner will be tied with Ramaz in points, 
but would have more wins than the Rams, giving them the bye and pitting the two city teams, MTA and Ramaz, against each other for the third time. And uh, unlike the prior two times, this one will not end as a 1-1 tie. If Kushner drops both, Ramaz will wind up the three seed and MTA will travel to Kushner in the first round. So to summarize, one and two will be Frisch or TABC, three and four will be Ramaz or Kushner, and five will be MTA. As far as the playoffs go, here's how the matchups shake out. In the East, Hafter and DRS get buys. Number three, Flatbush will host either Megan David or Hank, depending on what happens with North Shore. Number four, Rambam will host either Hank or North Shore under the same rule. Out West, Frisch and TABC have already earned their buys, and one more buy slot awaits either Ramaz or Kushner. Uh, the other will take on MTA in the first round. We'll sort out the second round once all first round matchups are in place. Moving over to JV Hockey, the JV Hockey playoff format begins at Varsity Hockey's second round, the Olympic-style format with four teams making it from each conference. Uh, in the first bracket, the East number 1 seed hosts the West number 4 seed, and the West number 2 seed hosts the East number 3 seed. In the other bracket, the West number 1 team hosts the East number 4 seed, and the East number 2 seed hosts the West number 3 seed. I know it's kind of complicated, or it sounds complicated. The easiest way to remember it is that in each bracket, one division is odd, and the other division is even. We'll begin in the West, where TABC took two on the week, dropping JEC Wednesday night and Hillel this morning. In the JEC game, Yair Noller notched two goals, while Daniel Levy, Shua Naor, Josh Wartentile and Josh Deshino each added one for the Storm. Ben Brodsky and Yehuda Whites tallied goals for JEC, while goalie Jason Silverstein stood on his head yet again, keeping the game within reach for the Thunder. Today, TABC defeated Hill all 7-1, clinching a first-round home game, meaning that SAR would join Kushner in playing on the road in the first round. Noller notched goals number 24 and 25 on the season for the Storm. Naor, Wurtenthal, Ari Fuchs, and Eitan Schneier also scored for TABC in the victory, pushing them to an 8-1 and one with eight, uh, and into a tie with Frisch. The West playoffs are not complicated. TABC and Frisch will battle for the top spot on Thursday night, just before the varsity teams do battle. Uh, as both are tied in first place in the standings, it will amount to a winner-take-all scenario. A tie would go to TABC, as they would end up having the same number of points, but would take the season series, having beaten Frisch earlier in the year. The third seed is SAR, and Kushner is the fourth seed. We'll get to their opponents in just a second. Uh, moving over to the East, though, where half of the playoff seeding was determined in two matchups over the week. On Thursday night, DRS defeated North Shore 5-0 to eliminate the Stars from playoff competition, helping Flatbush back into the fourth seed in the postseason. The win put the pressure on Rambam and Hafter last night. The winner would still have a shot at the division title, while the loser would be potentially forced into a first-round road game. Uh, the last time these two teams met, Hafter was without top defenseman Yehuda Sigelnik and got drilled uh, step, 6-1 to one, excuse me, by the Ravens. Sigelnik was back in action last night, and the difference was very noticeable, as the Hafter defense manhandled the Ravens through the first two-thirds of the game. Hafter got on the board first in the second period, as Rambam's Daniel Lichter was sent to the box for an elbowing penalty, and on the ensuing power play, Jake Berger pulled up to the mid-court line and ripped a shot past Charlie Altman for the 1-0 lead. Five minutes later, it would be Berger with the helper, as Jacob Fold smacked home a shot from just outside the crease to give Hafter a 2-0 cushion. Twenty seconds left in the second period, after coincidental minors were called on both teams, leading to 3-on-3 action, Lichter put Rambam on the board ten seconds in to cut the deficit in half. Third period, Rambam's penalty already over, Ravens on the power play because of an additional unsportsmanlike conduct penalty tacked onto the original penalty. Harry Tannen, who just exited the box, placed home the power play goal to tie the game at 2-2. 
Then, only three minutes later, Daniel Kerman would complete the Rambam comeback, snapping a shot under the crossbar for the 3-2 Rambam lead. Tannen would add an empty netter with 18 seconds left to lift Rambam to the 4-2 victory. As a result, Rambam is now tied at 8-1 with DRS. Both teams have clinched first-round home games. Uh, the question is where they'll wind up. Rambam will take on North Shore, and DRS will face Hafter on Wednesday. Should Rambam and DRS wind up with the same result, the teams will go to a coin flip uh, for what seems to be you know, the third time in the last 10 years uh, to determine the Eastern Conference champion. Should they wind up with different results, whomever gains more points Wednesday will win the conference. Hafter is nothing left to fight for as they'll take the third seed. So, using what we know, here are the JV playoff matchups. East number 4 Flatbush will travel to take on the winner of Thursday's TABC Frisch game or TABC if it's a tie. The winner of that game will take on the winner of East number 2, uh, the loser of the Rambam DRS saga, and West number 3 SAR. Over in the other bracket, West number 4 Kushner will travel to the Eastern Conference champion, either Rambam or DRS, and winner faces off against the winner of West number 2, the loser of Thursday's TABC Frisch game, or Frisch if it's a tie, and they'll host East number 3 Hafter. So, heading into the final week of the regular season, here's the top five. In varsity, it stays the same as last week. Uh, Hafter, Frisch, TABC, Flatbush, and DRS in that order. In JV, there is a slight change, though. TABC stays at the number one spot, but Rama moves up to number two from number three as a result of their win over a full-strength Hafter and an idle Frisch who drops from number two to number three. DRS stays at four, and Hafter stays at number five, despite the positive showing last night. You can find the full varsity and JV rankings, as well as the junior high rankings, on our Facebook page and on the Jewish Hoops America Hockey Forum. Once again, you're listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports. Now let's move over to center court to tip off the basketball action for the past week. We start off in varsity basketball. Varsity basketball follows like varsity hockey with one key difference. In both divisions, the top six teams make it. Uh, the top two get buys, the next two get home games, uh, three hosts six, and four hosts five. After the first round, the two winners are placed in three and four in their divisions, based on higher and lower remaining seed, just like uh, varsity hockey, and from there on it's crossover and follows the same structure as varsity hockey. Out in the West this week, TABC, winners of three of their last four, squared off against SAR on Tuesday night. SAR, coming off of the heartbreaking last-second loss to Ramaz, looked to bounce back and keep hope alive of a first-round bye. After three weeks off, one would think that TABC defense might have been a bit rusty, but the Storm opened up the game, holding SAR to only two points in the first quarter. The Sting clawed their way back into the game, capitalizing on TABC miscues and foul trouble, pulling within five at halftime, down 21-16. to It seemed like the half allowed TABC to settle down, though, as the second half featured less mistakes and more efficient ball movement by the, by the Storm. The Storm took a nine-point lead after three quarters, and were able to pad their lead in the fourth quarter, thanks once again to big man Yeshua Zerman, who dropped 22 points and pulled down nine boards on the night. Moshe Brum contributed 10 points for the Storm, including a perfect 6-for-6 from the free-throw line in the fourth quarter, leading to a TABC 46-32 victory. SAR was led by Sammy Marcus and Zach Wahlberg, each contributing 8 points in a loss. Heschel moved one step closer to clinching a bye, earning a 56-47 victory over Kushner on Wednesday night. For Kushner, it made last night's game versus Hill a must-win, and when they did, pulling out the 52-39 victory over the Heat, clinching Kushner's first playoff berth in 8 years. Finally, Frisch defeated MTA 54-36 to keep them one game behind TABC and SAR, 
and keep their uh, first-round hosting hopes alive. The West playoff situation looks like this. These six playoff teams have been decided. The top, Ramaz, and the bottom, Kushner, have also been decided. The middle will be determined over the coming week, with four games impacting the playoff picture. Heschel can clinch a second seed and a bye with a win over either MTA tomorrow night or SAR on Wednesday night. Frisch and TABC play tomorrow night, a TABC win, and they'll clinch the three seed with an outside shot at the two seed. Should TABC win and Heschel lose both, uh, TABC would get the two seed on the second tiebreaker, which is percentage against playoff teams. Uh, we'll go through the tiebreakers very shortly. TABC would be 6-4 and four against playoff teams with a .600 win percentage against playoff teams, while Heschel would be 4-3 and three with a 5.71 playoff percentage. Frisch with a loss would be on the road. Uh, a win, though, and it'll be a coin flip with TABC to see who gets the higher seed, which could very well mean that both host a first-round game. SAR will also face Kushner tomorrow night. SAR needs two wins and a first loss to escape having to travel in the first round. In the East, six games were played, all holding some sort of playoff implication. Uh, Flatbush clinched the third seed last night, defeating Magan David 60-58. For Magan, it was the second loss on the week after dropping a game to Hafter on Wednesday. The 5-8 and eight Warriors will now need to work for their playoff berth as they are in a mad scramble with 5-8 and eight DRS and 4-8 and eight Hank. Uh, DRS went 1-1 one one on the week, dropping Derek Hattor 52-31 and losing to North Shore 43-34. Yitz Benami scored 13 and Mark Forkash added 11 in the win over YDH. Cody Cohen led North Shore with 14 in their win over DRS. Hank also dropped YDH 50-44 last night. Uh, the two losses effectively end YDH's playoff hopes as they now join Rambam on the outside looking in. The Ravens dropped to 1-11 after losing to YDE 61-36. YDE's win clinches a playoff berth and the number 4 seed. So the East playoff picture is set at the top. North Shore has the 1, Hafter has the 2, both will get buys. Flatbush and YDE will host first-round games. Flatbush at 7-5 and five will finish in the third seed, regardless of the outcome in their remaining games. And YDE at 6-7 and seven has clinched the four seed, despite the fact that there could be a three-way tie at six wins. Mag and David, DRS, and Hank all fight for the final two spots. Mag and David and DRS square off tomorrow night. The winner will automatically clinch the fifth seed. The loser will await Hank's game against Flatbush to find out that they'll need to sweat out Hank's YDE game on Thursday night. A Hank win against Flatbush on Tuesday will tie it with the loser of the Magan uh, David DRS game. A loss to YDE and the Magan DRS loser gets the fifth seed. A Hank win and Hank will earn the sixth seed. A Hank loss in either game and they're eliminated. I'll try to give you a complete matchup list like I did before, but with there being too many possibilities out west, I sort of have to leave that to the action over the week and hope to give you a clear update on Tuesday morning's game in the AM Sports Update. For the East, it's simple. Four-seed YDE will host the Magan David DRS winner. Three-seed Flatbush will face either the Magan David DRS loser or Hank. Back to the Jewish Hoops America Top 25 now. North Shore stays in the top spot in the nation. Hafter moves up to third overall, maintaining second in the Yeshiva League. Heschel stays at the third spot in the Yeshiva League and fifth overall. Ramaz is still at sixth overall, fourth in the Yeshiva League. And TABC stays right where they were at tenth overall, fifth in the Yeshiva League, respectively. Frisch stays at 12, while SAR stays at 13. Flatbush, DRS, and Mag and David also placed in the top 25. In national news, stay tuned over the next few weeks to hear about the upcoming Sarachek tournament and the teams that will be competing this year. Alright, let's move over to JV basketball now, where the East will send four teams from each division, and the West will send three. The East will act just as the Varsity Basketball League will, and uh, the Brooklyn and LI divisions, Long Island division, 
will participate crossing over with the ones and two seeds hosting the other divisions threes and fours. The West will award the top three teams in the division, uh, where the top team will earn a bye, while the two and three will cross over. Now, pay attention to this part. The winner of the 2-3 game out West will play their next round against the division winner corresponding to the number 3 team in that division. Confusing? I can imagine. So after I go over the division, I'll try to paint the picture for you that will help out. I think it'll be a lot easier. First, we're going to start you out with a look at the game of the week and possibly one of the most exciting matchups of the JV season as two divisional leaders met last night in a preview of a matchup that we could potentially see in about a month's time with SAR and Frisch meeting up. For SAR, the game was really for pride, having wrapped up the division already. Uh, for Frisch, though, their division, the New Jersey division, was still up in the air, and with the potential for all the marbles game with TABC coming up, there really was a lot riding on the outcome for the Cougars. Uh, SAR jumped out to a marginal 5 nothing lead early on before Frisch took over, outscoring the Sting 24-7 to over the rest of the first stanza. Jump ahead to the mid-third... Frisch opened up a 57-31, 26-point lead, making it look easy before Eitan Hain drained three huge three-pointers for the thing, helping them close out the third on a 16-0 run to cut the deficit to 10. In the fourth, SAR's defense joined the fray, holding Frisch to just four points in the first five minutes of the quarter, and after Ariel Smith and Rafi Kaberski hit shots to chip away the lead, Two clutch SAR free throws with 156 would complete the Sting comeback, capping a 30-4 SAR run. With the momentum changing hands, Frisch needed an answer fast, and it got one from Mayor Charlotte, drilling a three to put the Cougars back on top. The three seemed to pop SAR's balloon as SAR then committed turnovers on the next two possessions, with Frisch capitalizing at the line to pull away for the victory, giving Frisch the New Jersey division and bragging rights should the two meet up down the line. The final score was Frisch 69, SAR 61. The New York City division will have their picture figured out on Monday when MTA faces off against Heschel. SAR, as we just said, uh, fell to 9-1 and one after the Frisch loss, but they'll still take the number one seed, like we said, they clinched their division before. Heschel, at 7-2 and two, after doubling up Kushner, 64-32, to 32, will take the number two seed, no matter what the outcome of uh, their game. Ramaz, at 3-7, and seven, currently holds the three seed. However, should MTA win, they will take the playoff berth. How? Both will be 3-7, and seven, and both will have split the season series. But by virtue of a win over Heschel, a playoff team, MTA would have the only win of either team to have a playoff game, uh, to have a playoff team victory, giving them the tiebreaker. If Heschel wins, Ramaz will take the third and final playoff seed, with MTA finishing at 2-8. and eight. Here happens to be the tiebreakers. The first tiebreaker is head-to-head. If they're still tied after that, it goes to percentage against playoff teams, or, or percentage against teams that are already in the playoffs. Uh, the third is uh, in-conference games. So if they face t- games against te- if they face teams outside of their conference, the result in that game would not matter, and they would take only what happened in the conference to see what their record would be. Finally, if that doesn't solve anything, uh, the if it's for the last playoff spot, they'll have a play-in game. If it's for any other seeding issue, they're going to go to a coin toss. So, back in the New New Jersey division, Frisch's win locks up their division, taking the pressure out of this week's game against TABC. The Storm will enjoy the number two seed at 7-2 after taking down JEC 52-45. JEC, now at 4-5, will need to battle Hillel this week for the final playoff spot. After Hillel's 61-31 win against Kushner last night, the winner of the game on Tuesday will enter the postseason as the number three seed. Hillel, also at 4-5, won the earlier meeting between the two teams 64-59 back in November. 
Moving to the East, we'll start in the Long Island division, where DRS put the final touches on their perfect season, dropping Hank 46-26. At 10-0, DRS will enjoy the number one seed in the Long Island division. Behind them will be Hank at 7-3. The Hurricanes enjoyed two wins in an 18-hour span over the last day, knocking off Rombaum last night 63-43 and Hafter today. Hafter will be the three seed uh, with the loss, despite defeating North Shore 39-30 last night. North Shore's loss to Hafter effectively eliminated them from playoff contention, while Rombaum's loss to Hank dropped them to 4-5 and five and stuck them in the fourth seed. No matter what happens in their final game with North Shore this week, they will travel. Finally, in the Brooklyn division, the division becomes the first to have their playoff order locked up, which happened last night as opposed to New Long Island division having theirs done today. Uh, thanks to the action over the week. On, th- on Wednesday night, excuse me, Orha Tora locked up the third seed with a 61-52 win over YDE. Yoni Abraham once again led Orha Tora, dropping 36 points. The win moved them to 500 at 5-5. Five and five. The loss dropped YDE to 5-4, and four, but thanks to the tiebreakers, YDE would take second even with the loss this week to Megan David. Megan David, on the other hand, finds themselves on the outside looking in after losing to Flatbush last night. The Falcons, as a result of the win, finished the season a perfect 10-0 and and in first place in the division. Taking the fourth spot in Brooklyn will be Share Tora, who at 4-5 and five cannot advance themselves, even with the win over Lave Bunham this week, because of head-to-head and playoff team record tiebreakers. So I said I'd try to paint a picture for you that would make things look easier, so let's try it. Here in the East, Long Island Division champion DRS faces off against Brooklyn number 4, Share Tora. The winner of that game faces the winner of Brooklyn number 2, YDE, and Long Island number 3, Hafter. In the other regional, Brooklyn Division champion Flatbush will host Long Island number 4, Rombaum, and the winner of that game will face the winner of Long Island number 2, Hank, hosting Brooklyn number 3, Orhatora. The winner of the two brackets will face in the Eastern Conference Finals for the right to face the winner of the West bracket, which looks like this. New Jersey number 1, Frisch, gets a bye and awaits the winner of New York City number 2, Heschel, hosting New Jersey's number 3, which will either be Hillel or JEC, depending on the winner of their game. New York City number 1, SAR, gets a bye and awaits the winner of New Jersey number 2, TABC, and New York City number 3, either MTA or Ramaz, depending on MTA's game. The winner of the two regionals will meet up in the Western Conference Finals for the chance to represent the West in the championship. I hope that clears it up. Uh, I'll post a bracket online later tonight to see if it helps just a bit more. Alright, so that wraps up the JV basketball recap. Let's just take a look at the playoff formats for the girls' uh, girls JV the uh, the A League and the B League to see how they stack up. In Girls A, the top four teams from each division make the playoffs, crossing over like in the other leagues like JV hockey. Uh, out in uh, Girls B action, the top four teams make it with the top seed hosting the number four seed and the number two hosting the number three seed. And JV, it's pretty much like the Varsity Girls uh, League where the top four teams make it from each division and they cross over. Alright, so let's move over to our Games to Watch segment for the coming week. To save time, I'm going to combine the JV and Varsity Hockey into one neat package. Wednesday night and Thursday night's doubleheaders in Hafter and Frisch, respectively, are must-see games. All four games have implications at the top of the division for all but one team. But even that team still has pride on the line against a rival. Uh, Even if you don't know that this is for the playoffs, these have become the hottest rivalries in recent memory and deserve the attention being given to them. In JV basketball, I know it's a battle for the third seed, but nothing screams playoff basketball like one regular season game to decide a team's fate. So JEC Hill on Tuesday night. Uh, You can argue MTA Hesh tomorrow night for the same reason, but with only one team's back against the wall, it won't really have the same feeling. And in varsity basketball, Frisch DABC tomorrow night, although Heschel SAR will be exciting if either team still has higher ground to fight for when Wednesday night rolls around. 
Well, that about wraps up another edition of the Court Report. Next week, we will recap the final week of the regular season and get you set up for the playoffs, which should probably begin about a week later. So tune in next week as the Yeshiva League's second season starts up. If you missed any part of this episode, you can catch the Encore presentation this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. following the Book of Life by Charles Harari, or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app on iPod. Tomorrow morning, Jamie in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com jmdm.org, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Before I leave you tonight, I want to thank you for joining me. My thanks again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for their support. They can be reached at 718-769-4111. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 720 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you wish to purchase tickets to the Morisha 50th Anniversary Concert, which is coming up really fast, please log on to morishaconcert.com. Once again, if you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the Like tab. Let's get the number up. Remember, stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network because at 8 p.m. tonight, in about 30 minutes, the Nachum Siegel Network and Cedar Market of Teaneck present the Kosher Super Bowl Halftime Concert starring Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock, only on NachumSiegel.com. And leaving you off again with this week's words from the wise, even when I was playing, I never thought much about the individual honors. I wanted to go to the Super Bowl. That was Joe Green, former Pittsburgh Steeler defensive tackle. See you next week right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm going to go watch the Super Bowl right now and get ready for some schlock rock. Hey, somebody save me a burger! <laughs>